Welcome to the Unsuccess Podcast, a podcast where we talk about vocation and ministry here in Portland, Oregon. I'm David Libby. And I'm Josh Hawk. And today we got a very special guest, uh, someone we've been wanting to get on the podcast for a while, a guy named Robin Gordon. Thanks for coming on, What's Robin. up, people? How y'all doing? Yeah, so thanks good. for coming on, Robin. So good. Thanks for coming on. You are with Celebration Tabernacle? Yes, I am. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and uh, what you do there. Well, I am the music pastor um, over Celebration Tabernacle. I'm responsible for um, making everybody sound good, you know. So um, if you ever come into Celebration Tabernacle and the music sounds good and rocking and all that good stuff, <laughs> then we have an awesome team of people that um, that I love making music with, who I mm. respect and um, I just adore. Um, if you don't like the music, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's there how it works, go. and I'm okay with that, you know? <laughs> so um, I'm responsible for, um, in addition to that, I'm also responsible for, um, there's a Thanksgiving feast that we yeah. do every year that I absolutely adore, and it's gotten bigger and bigger every single year. Um, we feed a bunch of people, but it's it's not a, it's not about the, um, Kenton Thanksgiving feast is not about feeding people. There's tons of organizations that can do it much better than we could ever do. But what um, what we do, we're in the dignity business. Mm-hmm. We're in the business of providing an experience that you can only get from us. Um, and to, um, to, to make anyone who comes in to sup with us, whether it be um, families who um, can't afford a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. meal, whether it be... Um, um, homeless persons who this will be like probably the best meal that they've they've experienced in the best atmosphere that they've experienced the entire year, um, or if it's just you know single people who um, can't absolutely afford a Thanksgiving meal but they don't want to eat alone they want to be a part of a community. Um, our job is to provide um, a home away from home experience with food that's so good that. Um, you know, you thought mama's probably in the kitchen back there. <laughs> so um, that's one. That's another thing that we do. I'm also the musical director of E.D. Montanay and mm-hmm. Belief. This it's our um, a singing group that the lead pastor is the lead vocalist on, and um, I'm so proud to say that we are on just about to finish up our fourth album project. We have not made any money off of any of this stuff. It's ridiculous. It's been a hard four-year journey, but um, I think that we're making good music. And, and one song that we just finished is a cover of Hallelujah, mm. and um, it sounds amazing. I can't wait mm. to, to share it. And this is special because it's it's a it's kind of like a known as a secular song, yeah, but. Um, it's ha- it's hallelujah. Yeah, it's yeah. biblical stories. It's right up our pastor's alley. We really feel like this song can help expand our reach as we get out of there. So I'm so excited. Um, and let me tell you, man, um, the process of finishing an album with so many different people and so many different opinions is quite a journey. Mm. It's a lot of work. You have to go back and forth, a lot of disagreement, a lot of... Um, you know, I don't sound good. We need to redo it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, or, you know, I don't I don't like this. And one of the most frightening things is like when um, not everybody doesn't want the tempo, doesn't like the tempo. Uh-huh. 
when you've recorded an album in the studio, the hardest thing to change, at least historically, has been like the tempo. Mm, yeah. You know? You have to re-record everything. At least yeah, that's yeah. the way it has been. Now things have kind of changed. but A little bit, but you, like you... You start to sound auto-tuned if you mess up with it, you know, too much. If you That's know. right. <laughs> um, well, so. tell us. And it's a fine line between, like, you know, making it sound good and making it sound, like, you know, soulless. Right, right, right. It's, right. Yeah. yeah. It's a fine line. Yeah. For uh, Somehow you can kill the, the heart and the soul and the spirit behind a song uh, making it sound perfect. That's, mm-hmm. that's definitely true. Um, tell us more, talk a little more, and maybe both of you can talk about it because you're both uh, music ministers, uh, about some of that disagreement. Because I mm-hmm. think that uh, worship leaders and music ministers, music pastors, um, experience the church in the way the church should be in a way that a lot of other people don't. Because, I, I, I say because that because... musicians are some of the most opinionated people. Uh, kind of. Kind musicians of. are the most opinionated Opinionated, people. temperamental, no. sensitive. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean it though. Like, so the church is supposed to be a bunch of people coming together with all of their mess. I mean, you look at the disciples and you've got like a messed up collection of people that should never be in a room together. Yep. Um, yeah. uh, people that would hate, hate, hate each other. But what you see in church a lot of times is people get in fights and then one of them leaves and goes to another church. Yep. Hmm. But in a worship setting, like I've seen some knockdown drag out fights and and then, you know, the group stays together. And I think mm-hmm. there's a model of church hmm. that I mean, do you experience that or is Man. that just me looking out? Dude. <laughs> Let me tell you, um, it used to be years ago, dude, we would literally have almost fist fights. <laughs> fist fights. And I mean, like, doing praise and worship music or choir music, almost a fist fight. I have personally almost gotten into, like, probably like four or five fights over the years. I mean, like, putting out my fist, I'm about to throw down. And we're doing Christian music, dude. <laughs> we all love the Lord, man. It's ridiculous. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, I used to be a little bit of a hothead, okay? Sure. I really love music. I'm yeah. serious about it. I mean, I feel it deeply, and um, I wanted to be good, okay? Yeah. So, um, and my, my um, the people that I admired when I was younger... Um, when it came to musicianship, they were all mean. So I thought that that's what you had to do. Uh, you had to be mean to get respect. Yeah. You had to be mean in order to snap everybody in line. You know, you had to do all that stuff. And Man, I was so scared of so many of my piano teachers growing up. As really? A kid. Because of that, like, yeah, like choir teachers, piano teachers, like, yeah, like you're just this iron fist, you know, like it's my way, you know, and like, okay, yes, yes, uh-huh. yes, Mrs., you know. Um, but... Guilty. Ah, that's uh, I was guilty. Of yeah, <laughs> I've gotten a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you you experienced that you you need to be mean because your heroes were mean. That's what I thought it hmm. took, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't until um, significantly later on that I recognized that um, that was not not only not necessary, but it was not helpful. And that's a much better way to um, to get 
everybody um, working together harmoniously mm. in a good spirit. So um, I must say that um, those fist fights that I almost were, almost was a part of, <laughs> I bear most of the blame for that because mm. of like sure. the way that I came off. Sure, I was very offensive. So how did uh, that shift happen though, and what um, what different kinds of uh, leadership or um, musicianship do you have now that keeps you from leading in that way? Um, I um, had the wonderful pleasure of um, joining a network marketing team. I mean, a marketing business um, years ago. I can't remember how many years ago. It was called Prepaid Legal at the time. Now it's called Legal Shield. I was in that business for about a good year and a half. Made a, um, I, um, did some sales, but made very little money for the time I was putting in. But one thing that I can say um, is that there was one of our core principles was to um, the habit of personal development, reading 10 pages a day of a good mm. book um, and listening to 15 minutes of audio of um, some of either like a positive speech, something that um, um an audiobook or um, something that was going to basically get you energized. And that habit changed my life. Mm-hmm. That was a life-changing habit. I've kept up with it um, all these years, and um, it affects everything that I do for the better. So I just learned a better way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Mr. Napoleon Hill, one of my favorite um, teachers, he wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And in that book, Think and Grow Rich is a um, section on um, on the characteristics or the qualities of an um, effective leader and what to what kind of qualities you need to possess on one hand in a list and another is like the qualities you need to avoid you know mm-hmm. and um, when I read that list for the first time I was like oh man I need to change this I need to change this. I need to change. Dang it, you know, <laughs> I, I got a lot of changing to do, man. I am just not where mm. I need to be, you know. And I keep referring back to that list, and I still have quite a bit of things that I need to, um, I need to change. But to make a long story short, I came across really good information, really good um, books, really good um, mentors through audio mm. material, mm. and um, I never go back, man. I'm going to wow. continue the journey of um, feeding my mind, continue the journey of um, looking to myself to get better instead of ex- expecting things externally to be better. Yeah, that self-awareness is huge. And I think like my experience has been that God will use all sorts of things. You know, like there's a story in the Bible where God used a donkey, you know, to, to bring that self-awareness, you know. And so it's... Um, God uses different people, different experiences in our life, um, you know, to to get us to that point where then we see a list and you're like, oh man, that's me, that's me, you know, like I, I am, I am those things that I I hate, you know, or um, and so it's it, that's that's really good to to be able to to self reflect on that and to continue in that make that you know that I think the humility and um is key and um essential in that you know and Robin over the years you know like you you've displayed that humility you know that is is really admirable that you know I've come to kind of really appreciate and inspire me a bit in that 
Something I, I want to kind of go back a little bit. Um, you've said journey a few times, like journey that you're talking about the, the four albums. It's been a journey together. Um, you've been where you, where you are. You've been with Celebration Tabernacle for a number of years. You've yep. journeyed with, with the group of people that you make music with. You mm-hmm. journeyed with them for a number of years, for, for a long time, for a season. Um, and so what is... Oh, what what has been that like? What what's the significance that you say that that you would say is is being committed to a group of people or you know to a to a congregation or to a community for an extended period of time? For like Eugene Peterson wrote wrote a book called "The uh, Long Obedience in the Same Direction." Um, you know, there's there's some there's some kind of fortitude. There's something there when we give ourselves completely over a long period of time, rather than you know chasing kind of on a whim things that are going to, you know, give us wealth and fame and, you know, glory right quickly. Um, so what has that been like, you know, over kind of settling in for the long haul and how has that maybe kind of affected the relationship or, or the ministry kind of overall? Well, um, I've been with Celebration Tabernacle ever since I was 15 years old. Yeah. And I am 43 now. I don't know how many years that is. <laughs> That's a long time right there. What is it? Almost 30 years. Is that almost 30 years? Yeah. You're 28. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's, great. Um, that's my place. I will be with the Celebration Tabernacle organization to the day that I mm. die. You know, and one of the Beautiful things about it is that um, it's where I was planted. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a saying that says, "Bloom where you're planted." Mm. You know, instead of like yeah. you know uprooting yourself when you're when your roots start to form in a place, um, when you get mad, just uprooting yourself and going to another place and trying to you know start from the ground up again. You know, there's a there's a great value in. Um, sticking through your assignment, through the ups and the downs, the good and the bad, the the difficulties. Um, um, just like there's re- there's rewards in any relationship that's worth sticking with. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to to be um, in there through the ups and downs. Um, as far as like what those benefits are, I think is that the fact that you're around people that. Um, that you love and connect with and um you it's okay to be in a knockdown drag out argument yeah, yeah, because yeah. you're not afraid that of how this person is going to react right. like i know they're going to be mad at me but are they going to leave me forever not a, they're not going to leave they're going to be mad we're going to work it out yeah. and we'll stick in there you you can't really have that without a long relationship. And yeah, yeah. Knowing what it's like to blow up on somebody or have them blow up on you and still like get through that. Yeah. There's value in that. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm with people that um, I know have my back. I'm with mm. people that I absolutely have their back and we don't always get along and that's okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, right. And um, also, there's value in being obedient to the call that God has placed in your life. I mean, yeah. of course, if God tells you to move, go ahead and move. But if God tells you, look, I don't care what it looks like right now, you need to stay right there. And you need to, um, instead of looking for a better situation, you're here for a reason. Make the situation better. Yeah. Right. 
That's yeah. like there's there's so much of my own story, you know, Robin, that um, that I connect with you on as well. Um, I think of you know when you were 15 and then you went off to Northwest Christian College, right? Mm-hmm. You went to yeah, and so so did I. Like did you? yeah, followed the same college. We're so, NCC alum. Oh, yeah, and David's an NCC alum Give it to too. Me, man. Right. Um, and John Hakes, give a shout out for John Hakes. Who, Love Hakes, yeah. man. Did you work with Hakes? <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, I did. And um, and so we, I mean, you were right here in North Portland, then you moved down to Eugene for a season, you know, to go to college. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing and mm-hmm. then came back. Came right back. And then and now I've got the same resolve that you that you just shared of saying, like, I'm I'm here. This is where I'm planted. And like I can honestly say with all my heart that like, I believe this is where I'm going to die. Yeah. You know, like God can call me elsewhere, but it's going to take, you know, uh, a burning bush, you yeah. know, or a very, a, a voice from the sky to say, you need to go, you know, and do this or do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that took, it took some time. Like for me over the last kind of decade, there was definitely some, some opportunities earlier on that, you know, flirted with me and like, Oh, I could go do this. I could go do that. You know? And, um, and Probably it has some more money. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, and <laughs> I don't think there's a probably about it. <laughs> <laughs> like in North Portland is, it's a hard place to do ministry. It sure is. Um, and, uh, it's a great place to live. I yeah. love living here, but it is really hard to make a go at it. If you would, you know, doing ministry or, or kind of church work. And so it gets, it forces us to be maybe to be more creative. Um, but I think with that, maybe it, having that that commitment to say, "Man, I'm I'm here, God. Like, you've called me here, you placed me here for a reason, and and here I am." Um, but it it took some years for me to finally like to be firmly planted in that. Um, so were there some times, you know, over the last, oh, well, over the twenty eight years, you know, um, that. Were there some out external draws that you considered leaving, or when? When for you was that moment of saying like I'm I'm here for the rest of my life? Was it at 15? Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't when I went to college. It was um, my first year in college when I was a freshman. At the um, I was doing some soul searching, and I was asking God, God, what do you want me to do in my life? Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you want me to What do you want me to do? What do you want me to be? You know, and I asked him that for an entire year, over and over again. I didn't get any kind of answer, uh-huh. you know. And then he finally answered me, like at the end of that, like end of that year, somewhere around like my freshman year of um, college. He said, um, "I want you to be a pastor." And I was like, "What? Yeah, right. <laughs> what are you telling me?" Let's, they let's, don't make no money. My, <laughs> yeah. my dream has always been to be filthy rich. Yeah. Let's, 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 and I still, I mean, you know, um, I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> they don't make no money. <laughs> let's jump in and say, what are you doing? There is, there is this like view that people have of pastors um, as uh, like some people uh, consider them up on a pedestal or, or think of them as. I've never met one person that's been thrilled about their call initially. No one, no one wants to hear that right away from God. Like eventually you realize (laughs) God's given you this, but it's like such an undertaking and such a call and, um, Mm. and 
no money and the understanding that um, it's it's going to be just an uphill battle for your entire life. Yep. No, no one wants to hear that call. So let's just make that clear right now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you got that call after about a year. Well, I'll say this um, to, to echo that. Um, you know, I had um, Pastor Mondanay had been my mentor. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have graduated from high school. Mm. My wow. grades were terrible. Um, but Pastor Mondanay was my mentor. And I saw... Um, mm. I watched him before God told me that he wanted me to be a pastor. I watched him struggle with the people. I watched mm. him struggle with finances. I watched him, um, you know, all the ups and downs and hurts and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I don't want nothing to do with that, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, and God told me that. I'm like, man, you out your mind, dude. Yep. Mm. <laughs> God, you out your mind. That's, you got the wrong one, dude. Um, but... I will say this, um, once I settled down and said, yes, it's been one of the most rewarding, yeah, yeah, yeah. not financially, yeah. but it's been one of the most rewarding, it, it, it's been the most rewarding thing I've ever done, Yeah. period. I love mm-hmm. it. I love, um, I, I love um, leading people in praise and worship. Yeah, yeah. I love um, helping um, being there for someone who's struggling um, spiritually, talking to them, and you'd be surprised at what people tell me. Like within a week, like I'm, people tell me all kinds of stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, it's it's hard to um, to surprise me. It's hard to uh, I'll never react like, oh my god, I can't believe you said <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, you know, um, people think they're surprising you. Do you get that? Like people yeah. come up and they'll say. You're gonna like. Please don't hate me after you hear this. And I yep. always, I always respond with, "I don't think there's a thing you could tell me <laughs> that, that's gonna change my opinion." Not, you know, not in a sweet way. Just in a like, I've, I've heard it all, man. Yeah, blue <laughs> passes here, all kinds of stuff, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to juggle it all. Actually, yeah. sometimes you're, you, you have a lot of secrets. Yeah. I've always said I've always said I'm a little frightened if I ever got old and got dementia hmm. and just started saying stuff. Oh no, oh, no right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so anyway, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, um, let's hope not. But yeah, people people come up to you, they can um they feel like they can say whatever. Yep. And I then, think that's that's one of the beauties of being a pastor, I think that we we can we receive a lot of a lot of things. It's like I'm going to surprise you, and to be able to give grace in that mm-hmm, situation, yeah. like we are able to to really be the presence of God, you know, mm-hmm. in people's lives, which is just it's humbling. You know, it's all mm-hmm. get out, you know, and uh, it's truly honoring to be able to to give that gift to people. So yeah, and one of the greatest things um, may seem like a small thing, but like after church. Um, Every single service, I have a whole group of kids that come up to mm. me and just bum rush me, nice. like ah, you know, and I'll I'll throw them up in the air, you know, I will um, spin them around, um, mm. you know, um, they will, um, they just love being around me, and I'm like, yeah. you can't pay for this, man. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. kids, they don't if they if they don't want to be around you, if they're not studying you, they will just be somewhere else. Yeah, they have them rush you. And um, and just like treat you like a 
some ice cream (laughs) (laughs) is something that I would, I mean, you can't pay for that sort of thing. That kind of love, that kind of, um, um, those moments. Yeah. You Mm. know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's all kinds of stuff like that. Like playing music with my band, man, we'd be jamming and just like, you know, sometimes we're too loud. We need to turn it down. (laughs) But the whole experience of doing that is just wonderful. Now it's not, and, and it's tough. It's it's tough too because I don't know if you guys experience anything like this, but like the the membership of the congregation is down, and it like you know it really bothers yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It bothers me. Yeah. And yep. um and I'll um I'm one of those pastors that are call people, ask them how they're doing, you know, um and I can there's only so many calls I can make during a week, but. Um, there's people that I'll call like over and over again, mm. and we have good conversations. I, you know, point them towards the Lord, ask them how they're doing spiritually, all that good stuff. Listen to where they are, um, and they don't come to church. And it's like, man, am I just wasting my life? Right. Mm. You know, and um, it it's difficult. Um, that's one of the difficulties of the job, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to see more people, but we're going to, um, it ain't going to stop me from fulfilling my call. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. Right. So let's go, um, oh, how did you end up where you're at? Um, so after, after you graduated college, like what, what was that journey like, you know, coming back and ultimately, you know, serving as, as, as a pastor, you know, at, at um, for Celebration Tabernacle? Um, That's a long story. Can you be more specific? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What well, what what are some of those doors that open up? Maybe initially, um, you know, to to kind of to pull you back into that, you know, to where you've ultimately realized, man, this is where I was planted, and this is where I'm going to bloom. Well, you know, um, I'll put it like this: every single break, every single summer. I was back at the church mm. working, um, back at our coffee shop back then, um, you know, Poshine's Cafe de la Soul. Yeah. Back then, um, it was just a coffee shop. It was called Friday's Espresso. Uh-huh. And um, and I would I love that, like, with everything in me, you mm-hmm. know, so I would come and work that. So I it, it was never, I never had to be pulled back. I was always connected with okay. the church. Okay, yeah. So uh, let me get the timeline right. Um, because I remember as a kid, you guys met at the Old Life Fellowship building, mm-hmm. um, and then the the your location on Kenton in Kenton now, the old movie theater that you guys you know got acquired and then moved into. When in your timeline, when did that when did that happen? Was that before college, after college, or during college? Um, Man, I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, we've had several locations. We were located on Lombard, um, across the street from the old um, Kentucky Fried Chicken place. That was like our first location. And then we moved to um, um, a location on Interstate. Um, that It was a nice warehouse. It was our biggest location. It was a huge church. Mm-hmm. And we were there for a number of years. We did all kinds of work to converted from a an empty warehouse to a beautiful church mm. um and i did a lot of the work on um, not a lot of the work but i was there working along with other people who like really did a, um, a lot of the work i just 
just lended help where I could. And I don't remember how old I was when I did that. Um, then we lost that location at some point. We moved to Life Fellowship Church. They took us in. Then we um, went from Life Fellowship Church to the location that we're currently in. We've been there for, um, I'd say, probably over 18 years mm. um, on on in, on Denver and Kilpatrick right next to um, the laundromat over there and pole shines. And, um, and when we first moved there, it was Friday's Espresso before we converted it to mm-hmm. pole shines. When, when James Bradley, our chef, um, joined um, pole shines cafe, I mean, joined um, Friday's, he just revolutionized everything huh. for us, man. He is a jewel. He is a godsend. An amazing he, bass player too. Right? Huh? An amazing bass player too, right? No, um, that's that's John Tober. That oh, is that's the right. um, that's the general manager of Pochines. But this is Chef James Bradley, the yeah. dude that is responsible for most of the goodwill <laughs> that mm. you hear about when anyone talks about Pochines. That dude just puts his heart and soul in every dish, mm. and. Um, He's he's just phenomenal. Can, um, I want to talk about that. Um, first of all, shout out to Poshines because oh my goodness, that, yeah, 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 so so good, so mm-hmm. good. In fact, talking about it right now, I I might go there for <laughs> lunch. lunch oh, oh. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Anyway, um, a fascinating part of your church's story. I think I'm remembering this right because uh, I met you mm-hmm. at the church. At a ministry gathering years ago, it was at night, and Poshines like catered it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that was going to be a thing, and um, and you started telling the story. Uh, and tell me if I'm getting this right that uh, your church had some people who, you know, wanted to open up places but didn't have space, and you had space and uh, wanted to provide that. Is that? Is that close? Am I wrong? I don't, I don't recall that. You don't recall that. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, but tell us, uh, tell us how the the church and and um, and uh, Poshines or the coffee shop kind of birthed out of that, or did it? Am I completely wrong here? Um, well, yeah. Well, the the connection between like business and and church, maybe you know, like how because it's not just like it's not the one location either. Like you guys have branched right. out. There's some catering. Right. You like um, there's definitely kind of a, a business arm to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe when how was that? How was that birth? Um, was it the, sh- the the chefs doing? You know, or no? Any um, entrepreneurship is close to our pastor's heart yeah. and he he started um he started um Poshines back when it's Friday's espresso he started it um he started um we, we have a, a daycare called Little Angels that yeah. meets inside of the church and I think that um Pastor Monade didn't start that but he definitely encouraged the ladies who mm-hmm. did start it to do it and you know gave them direction on multiple occasions that's really affected their business for the better. Um, then there is, yeah, we, we have um, a few businesses, quite a few businesses in the, in the church. Um, and really that, um, the whole start of that came from Pastor Mondanay. Mm. And I don't know, I don't know whether or not it's just a, a 
particular gift that he has or whether or not he believes that the church in some way should be um, self-sufficient mm-hmm. um, um, apart from, even if the members don't give, the church should be able to survive. I don't know exactly what um, what his beliefs are on that, but I know that that's one of his mm-hmm. one of his gifts. And he initiated or, or encouraged the start of just about every business mm-hmm. in the church. You're not getting filthy rich off of the business. Man, I wish, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We we still soul food in all of Portland, you know, man. We, um, you know, even though we do really well as far as um, we serve an excellent product, we still um, um, are not quite profitable, Mm -hmm. and that's something we. we need some. We need to make some changes. We need to. Um, th- that's quite a few things that need to happen. One of the things that needs to happen is um, is we need to actually start doing commercials. You've never seen a Shines commercial, mm. have you? No, never. We've never had a Shines commercial. Interesting. Yeah. In twenty years, that's ridiculous. Mm. You know, over twenty years. Um. So one of the things that we're doing right now is um we are working on a Shines commercial mm. and um. That should really help to attract more people in more consistently. At least keep our keep our name in the public and um, and keeping people in, and that'll help us to finally, once and for all, cross over the edge mm. of profitability because we've never been profitable. Mm. Um, right. Um, I think. I mean, I just find it fascinating the um, the entrepreneurial spirit that your pastor has not not for himself necessarily, but supporting and encouraging yeah. and equipping those that do. Yeah, because um, I mean, Lord knows it's it's super hard to go into business for yourself or to yeah. to uh, take this step if if you feel like this is what I'm made for. This is what I'm called to do um we as pastors always support that but to to put the kind of backing behind it that he has i think is uh really yeah. neat and a really unique kind of ministry that mm-hmm. i've never seen before mm-hmm. um so that's i mean that's just fascinating to me yeah mm. he's a he's a remarkable man you know he's got um he's got quite a um he's um I don't know how popular it is these days, but um, he's a true prophet. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really somebody who um, who accurately and honestly hears from God and can speak on God's behalf. Um, and he's he's that kind of dude, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and um, there's not a lot of people. Um, there's not a lot of people that you can that I know of that have that true gift that are not just prof lying, <laughs> you know, for lack of yeah, better words. Yeah. There's, there's one thing that he did. Um, um, one, one of the things I, I look back on it and it's hilarious to me. There's a woman in our church who's been there for, I don't know how many years. Um, her name is Stephanie Pinson and I wish she was here so I could talk about her, but Stephanie Pinson, um, used to be wild. <laughs> she used to be a wild woman with a temper and um, and wouldn't even think about God and church and all that good stuff. But she came to church one particular day, and I had known a little bit of Stephanie before 
Pastor Monade made this prophecy over her. Um, she was um, she wasn't very consistent, and she was she was wild and all that good stuff. And you know, Pastor Monade prayed over her, and he said, um, "You're going to be known as a church lady." And um, mm. and he he prophesied that God had a special use for her and was going to use her. I forgot exactly what he said, but when he when he said that, I was like. Aha! <laughs> this dude is prophet lying. I know right. good and well. I know her enough to know that this is a bold faced lie. Huh. Right. You know? <laughs> Caught <Right>. him. <laughs> Finally. There's, there's he lied. no way, right? You, there's no way in you, the world when he said that. Yeah. And do you know that this woman has been consistent? In church, ever um, ever since then, she's been one of the foundations of ministry. She's been one of the people that you go to, um, that that many people um, can go to in order to hmm. be ministered to from God. I was dead wrong. Wow. Hmm. When he said it, I knew he was lying. But he spoke from God, and it happened. And there's been several things like that over the years. I watch him like a hawk. Huh. That dude's a true prophet. Wow. Wow. Something I I think of it, and maybe this is connected, but when you started talking about the, the Thanksgiving feast, which will be coming up, you know, so any of our listeners who want to get connected to that, that um, phenomenal opportunity. Um, but you said that it's not about food, but it's about dignity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And I think there's so much truth and so much value there, you know. And I think of, you know, Pastor Mondain, what he when he's I think when he looked at you as a fifteen year old boy, you know, mm-hmm. like he didn't just give you good grades, but there's a dignity that, you know, was given to you and instilled in you. And so when prophesying mm-hmm. over people too, it's not about like, yeah, look at me, I hear from God, but it's like, no. I want to instill worth and value into your life, you know, mm-hmm. and give you dignity. And it it's changed the course of how many or who knows how many people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to, it, it's great when we hear, when we have stories like Stephanie, you know, where like, yes, you know, this is, the, 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 there's a true kind of correlation or connection here. And you say, yeah, you know, you, we gave you dignity and value, you know, and look what God has done, mm-hmm. you know, through that. Um, but there's a call, you know, that I, that I, I see with, with you and, you know, with all of Celebration Tabernacle, I think probably it goes back to the, um, to the entrepreneurial spirit as well of like, Hey, how can we give people dignity, you know, in, in value in, in, in life? And mm. that doesn't mean getting filthy rich, you mm. know, um, you know, there's, there's something much more valuable than seeking a profit, you know? Mm. And I think of, I think of post shines, you know, they're, the the existence of that it's not about you know seeking a the 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 dollar but like I'll drive by that so often you know and see true genuine conversations you know happening outside you know and, um and real life giving spirit there mm-hmm. you know um and I I think it's connected to that um to to your call and drive to to give people dignity um with that well god is good right yeah right um yeah the 
the dignity part of it is so often missed, especially, and I mean, it's not intended to be missed, but, um, I mean, if, if there's a a meal at a soup kitchen, that's phenomenal. Great, Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. work, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of Mm -hmm. like uh, people get a meal and that's, Mm -hmm. that's the legit need the first need i mm-hmm. need to eat i mm-hmm. need that in me yeah mm-hmm. but um something's different when you've eaten at a place with with good music with amazing food mm-hmm. uh where where you feel like you've you've just had like a classy um uh, night a classy meal a classy time with people the there's something there's something different in you when you've gone out for a really nice meal somewhere and um and that's the thing that's so hard to give to people and um i'm just i'm glad that you're finding yeah ways to do that it's it's really 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 great um Man, this has been such a good conversation. Um, so, by the way, I'm having fun with you guys. I'm <laughs> having, I'm having such a blast. Um, I tell us as we as we close up here, where first of all, people can find your music. You've got three albums out. Mm-hmm. Um, are they still available? Oh, absolutely. Good. <laughs> uh, where where can people find your church? Where can people find your music or or find you guys online? Okay. Well, you can find our music by going to achearecords.com. That's A-C-H-A-I-A records.com. Once again, that's A-C-H-A-I-A records.com. And by the way, like nobody knows how to spell that or even say that <laughs> for the most part. Um, so we'll you can also go, you can also search iTunes, um, the iTunes store for um, E D. Um, um, E is in Edward, um, D is in dog, um, and then Mondane, M-O-N, D is in dog, A-I, N is in Nancy, E. Um, um, so E.D. Mondane, and you should be able to find um, several of our albums. Um, and when, when can we iTunes. expect to hear that uh, that Hallelujah one? Well, I mean... Um, that's a good question. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, I could tell you um, at the very latest by um, February of 20, um, what is it, 2018? Yeah. Uh, February of 2019 at the very latest. I can tell right. you that. Cool. Um, and let's see, the, the church is at um, is over um, on Denver and, and Kilpatrick in North Portland. That's mm-hmm. 8131 North Denver Avenue. Um, Poshine's Cafe de la Soul is right next to it at, yeah, at 8139 North Denver Avenue. We, ha- we also have a couple of, a few other city. locations, but that's our main location. Um, go, and we're going to treat you right as usual. Um, I also, um, I'm very busy. Um, I teach voice and piano as well, and I'm really excited because... Um, there's this this new young lady that I've been working with for a couple of years. She's finally um, at the point to where she's ready to, to do our album. So we're mm. I'm working on that with her. Whoa. I don't know when that's going to be done, but um, we are probably by summer of 2019, we're going to have her album done. But I've just started it along with a wonderful producer. His name is Joe Roback. And our... Our skills kind of complement each other like this. Mm. Um, Joe is a uh, um, really good with making beats. He's really good with 
um, mixing, mastering, recording. You know, even though I can I can do recording myself and I can do a little bit of mixing, my beats are nowhere near where his are. But I'm really good with like chords. I'm really good with um, with um, helping to arrange background vocals. I'm good with um, working with people, scheduling, and all the good stuff. So we um, we have a bunch of skills that kind of interlock like this, and I'm really excited about this album. It's mm. ridiculous. It won't be a, um, a Christian album. It'll be just um, a secular album, but um, I believe in this young lady, mm. you know, so that's why I'm doing it. It's for her. That's so great. Um, so let's see what else there's all kinds of other stuff going on but those are the main things I right guess. yeah and uh if people want to oh the, the church the, website is ctorgan.org so that's um C-T-O-R-G. c as in cat t as in tom oregon o-r-e-g-o-n dot o-r-g and if people want to get involved with the thanksgiving thing you're doing that again this year oh absolutely yeah like um i'm so excited about that like i said it's going to be bigger and better than ever last year um, we fed um, a little bit over 700 people, mm-hmm. served um, over 1,500 meals. Um, but, you know, for several years, I've been trying to get us past the 1,000-person served mark. And I think I think this year we're going to do it. I think we're going to do it. But, um, but um, nevertheless, that's going to be um, live music. It's going to be, um, you know, every we... We partner with Hands On Portland um, as well as um, Wells Fargo in order to provide volunteers for mm. the organization and also um, people from the community. Yeah. So um, we always have more volunteer spots that are available. So um, what that means is that we end up with a crew of people who are excited to serve, mm. who serve with smiles, who um, there's no bad attitudes, no fights. <laughs> you know, just all good, good attitudes. Um, the the meal is headed up by Po Shines Cafe that is old. Chef Bradley um, supervises the team of people that we have um, make that food happen. So it's as good as your mama's gonna make. Um, and it's so good that I've eaten here for Thanksgiving. For um, this is where I do my Thanksgiving instead of at home, and I've mm. done that for like eight years. Yeah, you know. Um, it's going to be, um, we have a, we just have a, a wonderful cooperation of a team of people and we have like over 80 different volunteers, um, spread between five different shifts. Mm. Um, and wow. it's just an incredible experience. And the whole point is to provide, um, um, a beautiful, dignified experience yeah. for, um, for um, a certain population that are homeless, for families that can't afford a Thanksgiving meal, and for people who don't want to eat alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Also important. Um, yeah. Some of the stuff y'all are doing, I, I think, I think, man, that's where the ministry happens. You, th- uh, you think of ministry a lot of times. Oh, whether, um, and whether the, the website for not. that. Is um, is properusa.org. Mm. That's p r o p e r u dot usa.org. Cool. Properusa.org. No, not proper.usa. It's properusa.org. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you think of ministry, you think of pastors a lot, but, uh, and, and yeah, we're working our butts off doing, uh, <laughs> you know, doing stuff, but you talk about um, uh, helping that young girl with, um, with piano and voice, and I talk to people doing 
like community community gardens, uh, things like that, uh, and and setting up a Thanksgiving meal. Like these things are where so much of the ministry happens. And uh, when you hear these stories and you hear people saying, "Man, God is doing something here," mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's such diverse work we hear about, and mm-hmm. um, uh, a lot of these stories I hear coming out of Celebration Tabernacle, and I've just been um, really thrilled to see what God's doing mm. here in this community through um, through you, through your pastor, through your church, through um, the people at your church who've uh, become equipped and uh, started, you know, serving the Lord on their own, and it's it's just amazing to see that kind of stuff around mm-hmm. here. So now I don't want to give the impression that everything is honky dory. We have yeah, a lot yeah. of things that we need to work on. We need to get our membership up. We need to get you know some of these businesses profit profitable. We have, um, we still have. Um, I mean, that's a whole lot of. I'm, I'm I'm the also the administrator for the church. Ah, so I see all. So the these problems. things are all. <laughs> I see all the problems. So you know. Yeah. So there's a. Um, you know, send a few prayers our way because um, we <laughs> yeah. there's there's lots of little things that we need to um, to to show up and change and all that good stuff. But you know, long story short, God is good. Yeah, yep. yep. There's a there's times during the month where I'm like, man, God is doing some amazing stuff. And then we just had our elders meeting this past Sunday, and whenever I see that business report and the 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 breakdown mm. and how we're in the red, I'm like, oh, no. Oh! <laughs> and, and everything, like, that stuff hits me like a ton of bricks, and I go, okay, yes, God is doing amazing things, but then the anxiety of all the other yeah. stuff that needs <laughs> to happen hits me. So there's, there's always a both and serving the Lord has its challenges no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yep. Uh, well, thanks so much for coming on, Robin. This oh, has yeah. been, this has been so Thank fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, well, for the Unsuccess Podcast, I'm David. And I'm Josh. And we will talk to you next time.